go. Welcome one and all for the third Liverpool Rumours podcast of the 2019-2020 Premiership season with Ed's 001 and Ed's 666. I'm now officially the devil. Ha, 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 ha. And your jokes don't get any better. <laughs> oh, hey, God. I <coughs> nearly killed me saying that. It's the smoke, um, <laughs> How are you, mate? Well, I was a lot better before you told your joke. Mate, it's only going to get better. Don't you worry, pal. Couldn't get any worse, let's be fair. <laughs> right, before we start, we have some uh, hot gossip with regards to Liverpool ownership at the end of this podcast. So stay tuned. It's pretty spicy. No pun intended. All right, mate. Lots of chat about tonight. Uh, so I suppose let's start with the uh, Super Cup. Adrian! You just broke your mic, I think. I think I just killed myself again. I need a defibrillator. <laughs> All right, mate. Um, <laughs> the way the team celebrated that win, I thought we'd won the Premiership. It was hilarious. Yeah, they were, I mean, it's still a cup, isn't it, for them? I don't know. And it's beating um, Chelsea as well, which makes the difference. Yeah, Mr. Lampard as well, yeah. He's uh, he's not having much luck, that fella. Well, we've had a bit of a European rivalry with them, haven't we, in recent years? So it's kind of nice to put another one over on them without yeah, a ghost goal. Yeah, and he was playing in all those games as well. So, yeah, you're right, I suppose, yeah. Um, honestly, mate, I can't even remember uh, the game. It, it was that inconsequential. So I've not bothered doing any uh, uh, player ratings. The only thing really I can remember... Or is Kante being exceptional in the first half and bossing the game on his own? Oh, my God. He was supreme, wasn't he? Oh, what a, half, a player. What a player. What a half-fit Kante as well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you just got to wonder what the dif- what difference he'd have made in the first game of the season against Man United. Would they have lost 4-0 with him in the team fully fit? Not a chance. A, a quarter-fit Kante would have done that uh, midfielder Man United, I suppose. It was going back to the game, mate. It was pretty hot out there, akin to like the final in Madrid. So that probably had a lot to do with it. Players were getting fit, um, so didn't make had to, it didn't make for a great game. To be fair, yeah, but like you know, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters in these kind of things is winning, and it at the end of the day, yeah, but, it adds to the. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a friendly basically. So the only thing, the only thing it does is if you win, it gives you increased confidence coming into the next game. If you lose, then it's just something you know. It's just tired your legs out for nothing basically. So. Well, yeah, and it adds to the prestige of the football club as well because yeah. that would have been a worldwide audience. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but, and it takes us one one up, uh, one more. Uh, 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 trophy the Man United. So that's why did it go point. to extra time? That's the thing I don't get. Just go straight to bloody penalties. I, I have no idea, mate. It was. I think that was a general consensus that um, it was. A, it was folly to to play uh, extra time. I know it was only twenty minutes or so. Was it tw- half an hour? Was it twenty? Half minutes? an hour. It was half an hour, right? Okay, yeah. I know that was folly, but um, the powers of BA. Um, Adrian. Yeah. I suppose he was the hero with the penalty save. Yeah, uh, I felt I felt sorry for him on the other one, you know, where the penalty where he gave it away. 
because it clearly wasn't a penalty. I mean, yeah, we. Were... I never saw there wasn't a definitive. Maybe you know different, but there wasn't a definitive um, uh, camera angle for that penalty. They, they, they. Besides the angle that everybody wanted to see, they didn't show. Maybe they didn't have a camera that. <laughs> no, side. they didn't. That's why. They, that's why. Well, we're going to get to VAR later, so I won't say anything, so we won't get it. But that's why it does. it's not ready yet, because there's just not the right, you know, there's just not enough angles on the cameras. Needs more cameras. Okay. Yeah. What I thought, yeah, we're, we'll get to, as you say, we'll get to VAR uh, real soon. Um, the other thing was, what cracked me up, was uh, an 87-year-old Jurgen Klopp sprinting at the end towards uh, the players. And he was, uh, he's about... <laughs> Much faster than Harry Maguire can ever run. It's funny how quick he can move when they got a throw. You know, when we win something, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's like he's lightning when he goes. Well, we win something. It was brilliant. I loved it, man. Okay, he can do no wrong in my eyes. The other thing I wanted to say was about um, um, Salah. I know in the last podcast we spoke about him being selfish, but the last couple of games in uh, against. Um, Southampton and Chelsea. He's been um, decidedly unselfish, and I prefer him selfish because it's he's passing up opportunities where he should be shooting. And I mean, I'm sure, not that I know. I'm sure. I think somebody's had a word with him, but I think it's defe- uh, deflecting from his game, detracting from his game. I just think it's that the chances are there to play somebody else in. He did it, and you know, everyone was moaning about him, but he only had one player making a run from midfield in the first game and as soon as he got that run from midfield with Cater he played the ball to him so you know I don't see how he can not be selfish when there's no other options on most of the time what you find yeah, but, uh, is there's a lack of runs from midfields and so it, they you know there's no real option for him to play in unless it's Bobby or Mane and he needs that extra option to be able to do something different with it even if it, even if he stops playing them in now, and spends the next six months shooting, it won't matter. Just so long <laughs> as it goes, you know, it's it's just about mixing it up. He's mixed it up for yeah. a few games. Now he can go back to be, you know, go back to shooting for a bit. And praise be, I hope so because I much prefer him selfish. Um, also, uh, one <clears throat> lovely little uh, piece of humanity I picked up on in uh, in the game at the end was the uh, in the. Uh, when the trophy was being handed out, the kid in the wheelchair. What a great touch! That all the players, uh, um, they all um, they hugged him and uh, they were being really friend, uh, 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 kind to him. And then Hendo just spent at the end. He, the players were waiting for him to uh, lift the trophy, and he spent a good thirty seconds, a minute with the with the kid, and they, he got him to kiss the trophy. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful piece of humanity. And uh, I thought, I don't know what I could add to that, really. <laughs> Is that really poetic? And like, uh, well, really, well uh, I couldn't really disagree with you, yes. Uh, w- w- <laughs> that makes the, that's the first time for everything. Did he bring a tear to your eye? What, what Henderson did or what you said? Well, no, my what I said you, and my... Your voice uh, always brings a tear to my eye. It's pain. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. I wanted to ask you about Graham Sunet. I was watching it on Irish TV, and he was saying that um, Liverpool didn't hold a high line because they were tired. But basically, they were being lazy. Um, he Sunet said they have a real defensive issue based on the 
few games he's seen in of this early in the season, um, City, Norwich, and the Chelsea game. And he said it's the worst defender he's ever seen under Klopp. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I think Souness is just forgetting what he's seen in previous seasons. Every team always starts off struggling. You know, it's very few teams start off playing brilliantly at the start of the season. It's just the way it is. It takes a few games to get up to speed. I, I just but, don't see the problem with it. We were, we were poor last season defensively at the start and everyone was having a good whine. But why is that, though? Why, I mean, there's there's a difference between being unfit and being lazy. No, I mean, it, it's Tunes is just saying he's just trying to make you know comments that make him that bring him more publicity to get more jobs because there is nothing you know that's not laziness that they they did hold a high line when they dropped off it was because their Pulisic was threatening in behind and um, right. what's his name Pedro on the other side yeah. so they were dropping off to cover you know to stop them from being able to get in behind them that's all. Pedro was having a good right. game and, you know, linking up well with Kante. Kante was dominating the midfield. So, you've got, sometimes you have to drop off. You can't just hold a high line. It's, it's, this is akin to this strange, I've seen this a lot of people talking about how we're holding a higher line than last season because of VAR. And I'm thinking, that they actually watched any of the games last that's season? Not, They'd realise that that's all. not even true. We couldn't have we hold, held a higher line. We were in halfway inside the opponent's t- half every time we dominated possession last season. So we couldn't get any higher. That is absolute bunkum because I read that as well, that we're holding a much higher line this season. But clearly that's not true because it was exactly the same defensive line as last season. Exactly. I don't know where people get these ideas from. I think they just make stuff up to make an interesting story. Or they don't actually watch the team regularly, so they just, you know, they just guess. I think what it is, that they they uh, pick up on what other esteemed journalists have said or other people... And then they just—they don't watch the games. They just pick up on what they say and just uh, and just echo that. It's ridiculous. I'm not sure. Is there such a thing as an esteemed journo these days? Apart from me, of course. Anyway, I said um... esteemed, not steamed. <laughs> All right. I suppose it would be uh, remiss of us not to talk about VIR. So uh, I know we're going to do a separate podcast on this in a day or two. So uh, let's keep this one brief because. Uh, We'll go into it in more, with more developed uh, in the in the podcast. Yeah, you know my thoughts on it. Switch, take it off the hands of the PGMOL in in England because it's a joke. It's just really badly managed. I mean, Why? some of the decisions. Well, Why? the decisions just make no sense. I mean, I've not got a problem with them. The Man City decision. I've not got a problem with that. They're right. The rules say that that's an error. On right. the other hand, they're not making another decision because they're saying it's not a clear and obvious error. Well, how can you say that the other, you know, the handball wasn't a clear and obvious error, but it is still an you either do stick to only changing it when the error is obvious and everybody's seen it and you know, so you've got to change it, or right. you change everything on VAR. And the other thing is, like, yeah, the one you know what I'm going to say now about them going to the sidelines. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. I was going to get to that. But let's just... Okay. Why do you advocate it? Advocate taking the adjudication out of the hands of the PGMOL? Because they are already in the centre making their decisions 
And what you need is somebody who's not really, you know, not is an independent adjudicator who's not right. got any axe, you know, not got an axe to grind for anybody involved. You know what I mean? And they're also not going to be biased towards anyone involved, so they could just make a clear and honest decision, which is what the referees are supposed to do. But what we end up with is they make a ridiculous decision, and then the PGMOL comes out and defends it for weeks, like the Harry Kane. You know, we all know the Harry Kane one. We all remember yeah. that one against Spurs. It was the most ludicrous yeah. decision ever, and they come out with the most convoluted nonsense bullshit. Bull, uh, not Language to, yeah, I'm trying to think of a way to. <laughs> what way is there to say that without? Yeah. Anyway, they, 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 so the explanation was total nonsense, and they there just they made it up just to protect their man in the middle, and that's all we're gonna get from you know if we have them. In the studio, in the studio, watching it or wherever it is, it's not a studio, is it? What do they use? It's not a truck. It's, they've got like a place. Whatever it's in they. West Drayton. Yeah. No, it's in West Drayton or something. The office. I don't know. Oh, maybe like it's that. a zoo thing. Maybe they just yeah. get the animals in the zoo to look at it because they probably do a better <laughs> job. Got a monkey, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Okay, going on, highlighting on what you've said. How about they train the people that. Um, know the equipment, the the hardware, the, the the VAR system. What about if they train those guys and girls um, football rules and they make the decisions? Yeah, well, Would anyone, that be an idea? anyone. I just think you've got for starters, we haven't got enough. PG, you know, the PGMOL hasn't got enough Premier League officials. It's not going to have enough because right. it's very difficult to reach that standard for obvious reasons, and so it should be. So you know, you but it's not the same skill. I mean, they don't need to be right. fit. They don't need to be active. Right. Why not get the old, you know, if nothing else, get the old retired ones in. If, if the, you know, if they're going to have to stick with a PGMOL, then get the old right. retired referees in that have been kicked out because they got too old. Why not put them in? I mean, Jeff Winter's a fat knacker and couldn't run around all day, like Jonathan Moss right. struggles still. Right. But and but they'd be all right sat in the studio watching it, wouldn't they? Personally, though, I think you just have ones that it's a different skill. You know what I mean? And surely you mm. could look at them when you're training them. You say to them, mm, "You're actually, you know, you're not really that good at making these decisions on the fly. The pressure gets to you when you're doing it in the the middle. We're going to put you in this, you know, put you doing the VAR. There's no pressure there." I hear you. I hear you because what you're saying is. They need to be out in the middle rather than being in some uh, office somewhere looking at the VAR. So, yeah, I'll get you. Um, okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, you just highlighted it about, um, I think we're the only country in Europe, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where um, the ref um, doesn't adjudicate his own decision. You know, like in the World Cup when yeah. he ran off to the side, yeah, it's, a big TV screen. As far as I know, we're the only country in in the whole world that uses VAR, VAR that doesn't right. give it to you know doesn't refer it back to the referee to go and have a look if there's a decision decision to be made. You know, if they say what they do is in most countries like Germany and Italy is the VAR officials will say to the ref, "I think you need to have a look at this." Yeah, you, we right. think you've got it wrong, and the ref can say, "Oh no, I'll take your judgment for it," and then change his decision. Or he can say, nah, I'm sorry, I think I'm right, and stick with his decision. Or he can go over and have a look at the, the monitor. It's up to him, but that's how it should be, because he's the man in charge for me. And it just seems a bit like he's degrading his position. 
So why are we the only country in the world that doesn't do that then to adjudicate on the side on the with the big TV screen? Your guess is as good as mine. <clears throat> Nobody knows. I, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. But this is the PGMOL, and they think they're better than everyone else. I mean, I they they interpret all the rules differently. If you notice. So this is obviously a FIFA UEFA uh, regulation, right? So why isn't it a blanket um, directive throughout the world or throughout? It's not. Know? It's not ruled by FIFA. Though. It's just um, they give guidelines, and everyone else can you know follows them as they interpret them as they choose. So you have a a, a you know the the laws of the game, but they still leave you know there's still gaps left for interpretation, which right. is what's been happening over the years. Like so. Yeah, and this is one of the areas. Gotcha. So you have your own jurisdiction, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can um, look at it and say, well, we don't want to do it like that. Well, these are doing it like that. We don't want to do. We don't want to okay. copy them. We want to do our own way. Try something different. I don't know why they're doing it, but the only reason I can see why we're not doing it, going to the sides and looking at the TV screen, is it may. Um, it's time. It's time. They use a lot more time doing it that way. It's a possibility, yeah. But I don't see right. that it's that much different. I mean, you're already waiting I mean, two minutes, aren't you, or whatever? 30 <laughs> exactly, seconds, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter, does it? How long is it going to take a guy to run off to the size of the pitch and go and have a look on a monitor? Yeah. We're, no, you're right. Um, <clears throat> and it's going to come to a point where nobody... I think um, I think it was the Wolves manager uh, the other day said, and he's correct. It's going to come to a point that you're going to score a goal and you're just not going to celebrate because... It's, you don't know if it's going to be a goal or not. Well, I, I, I mean, you still had them ruled off before, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I just think it's okay. the problem is, like, unless you are putting it, if you're putting it on a video screen for the ref to have a look at, you can then put it on the big screens for the crowd to look at and they know what's going on. The problem, that's mm. the problem right now is when a VAR judgment comes, nobody has a blimmin' clue what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know yeah. what's happening. Yeah, that's the disconnect between the officials and the fans. That's what, there's a big disconnect there. I mean, I love it in principle. Um, it sorts out, but they need to sort out the inconsistencies. Uh, there needs to be, like, the ambiguity you were talking about, we can't have that anymore. And um, the, the the reason I like it is there's none of this, I, I never believed in that, uh, invested in that, you know, all these decisions even them even themselves out over the course of the season. With VAR, that doesn't happen. You know, you win. You say, for example, you win a title and you you win it right. You know. Mm, yeah, if it works, it, it will. Exactly. But, you yeah. can, I mean, but it doesn't even... work because it's not. Yeah. yeah, it's not working exact yet. Science, it's, yeah. They should. What they should have been doing is just testing it for another couple of years yet. Shouldn't have brought it in yet. How long have they been testing it? It's been a few years it's anyway. A couple hasn't of, it's only a couple of seasons. I mean, that's not really that long. I mean, you, you need. It? I mean, how long does it take a referee to learn how to be a referee? They don't really, yeah. you know, they don't learn it in two years. So why do you think you can train up a VAR, you know, VAR official or whatever you want to call, whatever they're called? How, how do, yeah. you know they they need time to understand what they're looking for and how to you know how to see it and. And it will speed them up. The long, the more they do it, the quicker they'll get. So you feel it was rushed. Yeah. The technology. Yeah, was just to get from. it in. Yeah. Okay. They, sh they should have changed. You know, they should have just gone with things like when the you know 
um, testing to see when the ball was over the line and stuff like that is all they should have brought in initially. Like the Hawkeye system, see if it goes over the line in a goal. Why not do it on the goal line and the sidelines as well? Because that's a matter of fact. You know, either it crosses the line or it hasn't. Yeah, exactly. That's not open to interpretation, it's a fact, yeah. Though I've seen um, how many bad calls have I seen referees make on those already this season? Not not whether it's gone out or not, but who's kicked it out last? And you can clearly see it's come off one team and the other team get the you know, and it goes to the wrong team Goal every kick time. Or the throw in of the corner kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen hundreds of them already this season. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, they, they shouldn't be getting these wrong. Those kind of things. I don't see why VAR can't look at. You know, if it's sped up a bit, I don't see why they couldn't just have a word in his ear and say, "No, that clearly came off the other guy, mate." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I... I wholeheartedly agree about that because it takes one second to yeah. uh, make that decision, yeah. If they can't tell, then um, they just stick with the referee's decision. It's only if yeah. the referee's got it clearly got it wrong. Well, they Surely they can say. Yeah. Again, they have to iron out these inconsistencies. For example, the uh, the penalty saved by Adrian from Tammy Abraham. Yeah. He, was, he was in Chelsea's penalty area when he saved that. I mean, that should have been chalked off. How did that get? Accepted. I have, I have no idea. I've heard some nonsense being put forward by the bigots like Richard Keyes that they were just trying to protect it because it was a woman official. But I don't think that's true. I think they just like it's just kind of like uh, every key every time each of the keeper was making it was doing it they were coming off their line. So I think they just gave up on it to be honest. I don't think that holds. I've, I I've never that. seen a keeper not come off his line. I've not seen one yet. I honestly, and I don't believe in that. Uh, I don't think that's a fair rule that the keeper can't come off his line because a penalty really is. It, it should be easy to score the miss, yeah. and you've got to give. You've got to give the uh, advantage to. Well, uh, <coughs> just, excuse me. You've got. To, I just don't think it matters to be honest whether he comes off his line or not. If you hit it well, yeah. you score. Exactly. You can't. It's harder. harder to miss a penalty than score. Um, uh, to score one. Well, it should be. Uh, we've seen yeah. it can be more unless difficult. You, unless you're Paul Pogger, of course. Yeah, uh, and I did feel sorry for Tammy Abraham because he's taken some horrible abuse afterwards. I mean, that's just sick. I mean, something wrong I read with people. Some of the, oh, it's just it's a, it's just a disease in society, let alone football. It's just a disease. I mean, um, mm. it, 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 I haven't got the words, honestly. I just think. He misses a penalty and he gets the vitriolic racist abuse like that. That's just, it's just twisted. It's completely twisted. Uh, oh. All right, mate. I wanted to uh, ask you about the uh, the City uh, uh, goal that was chalked off against Spurs. It was obviously, uh, for me, it was rightly um, chalked off. But if you're going to be pissed, be pissed at the rules uh, and not to the technology in that case. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the prob- as long as they're consistent, no, I don't think anybody will care, to be honest, by the end of the season. It's just Pep whining because he didn't get it his way. I mean, he was the one that con- complained so much that they brought it in in the first place to change the handball rules. So, you know, you reap what you sow, lad. <laughs> Karma, right? Um, exactly. What? Um, okay, so... What do you feel about that rule, though? You know the one about the accidental handball. Every everything that's handball, be it accidental or not, and accidental won't result in a goal. Now, how do you feel about that? 
Well, at least it's clear. I don't know how you keep yeah, your but... hand out the way, like, but at least you know where you stand. If it hits your hand, it's no goal. Yeah, but what if it's shot straight at your hand, your point blank, and it deflects to an attacker, and he puts it in the goal? How's that? No, it's only if it's an attacker that handles it. Okay. So gotcha. you couldn't stick that your hand know. out and save it, like. It wouldn't stop, you know, it wouldn't result in it, and it still goes in the back of the net. It wouldn't then stop it being a goal. Right, so one minute. What you're saying to me is, um, Bobby Firmino's got the ball in the penalty box, and the guy defending him is Anthony Martial, right? And it goes off Anthony Martial's hand. He should, uh, Bobby takes a shot. It comes off Matt Martial's hand point blank and it goes to uh, Salah and he puts it, in a, puts it in a goal. So it's not a goal. No, that would be a goal. It's if it, it hits Salah's hand on the way in. It wouldn't be. No, no, that's what I'm saying. So No, you just said is... if it hit Marshall's hand, it wouldn't matter. Marshall plays no, with the other right. team. He's a defender. Uh, in that situation, yeah, so what saying, no. What, right? Let me let me let me uh, uh, rewind a little bit. Right? Bobby's got the Bobby's got the Bobby's got the ball. Right? And in front of him is Harry Maguire. Maguire is a yard away from him, and Bobby shoots. Right? And it hits Maguire's hand, and it, and it ricochets to Salah. Salah puts it in the go- in in the net. That's yeah. not a goal. No, it's still a goal unless the referee decides to call it, call it back and give it a penalty. It's still a goal. Yeah, but with the new rules, that's no, not a goal, no, it's, it's no, you're not getting, you're not getting it. It's only if it's an attacker that handles it. Oh right! I thought it was blanket if it gets hand. No, 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 no. Only if it hits ah. an attacker's hand. That's why they had to check it to see if it hit an attack. You know, Man City player or a defender, Spurs player. Ah. Every day's a school day. Why? Thank you, Mr. Burke. I God, appreciate it. This is you. hard work sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now it's I get good it. to now see I'm you've done to... your preparation. You told oh, me you've done that... weeks of preparation for this. <laughs> About 13 minutes, but um, it's all clear. That's 13 now. minutes right. your missus would love to have had. <laughs> no. I think if you asked her, mate, I think she'd be. Yeah, you don't know. You fair point. Fair she'd point. Give, she'd give you a different answer. Um, right now, I get it. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, it's um, just if it literally, if it if if it hits an attacker, it's going. You right. know, he's it's going in and it hits his hand. It doesn't matter if it would have gone in anyway. If it's accidental or deliberate, just if it hits a hand of an attacking player, it's ruled out. Gotcha. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's just simplifies it rather than anything else, I think. I mean, it was because Willy Bolly accidentally handled it and put the ball in the back of the net against uh, Man City last season. And Pep Guardiola was furious and went on and on about it for weeks. So they changed the rules for him. I mean, what more can he ask for? So, um, what do you feel about there's a there's a a rumour going around that all the managers are going to get together and they're going to have a complab and try and change these some of these rules. Well, they won't. They don't have any power to do so. So, don't see the. They point don't in have that. any power over. Fair well, it's not. Fair it's enough. not their job, is it? They don't. They don't make the laws of the game, but nor should they. Players shouldn't either. Right. 
It's a bit like you know in Formula One. The reason why it's such a mess now is because the the race, you know, the teams made the rules. That's why it was such a mess. You don't let te- you don't let the players make the rules. It, it never works out well. I don't know. They're the ones playing the game. Yeah, but they they they're playing it, and they want it. They just want rules to set for their favour. It's the way it is. It's just a, it's natural thinking. It's why UFC originally, when it started, was set up by the Gracie brothers, and they deliberately set the rules to favour jiu-jitsu fighters because obviously they wanted to showcase their jiu-jitsu, then you, you know the mm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and so you still have certain point scoring incidents in in UFC that are basically nonsense point scorers, like putting someone down gives you a you know gives you a point when it, it might do no damage whatsoever. But it still gets you, and you know, it still gives you an advantage because it favoured a jiu-jitsu fighter who was looking to take someone down all the time. It doesn't make it a better spectacle. It doesn't make it a better sport. It just favours them. Let's not get into UFC because I'll just eulogise. I'm I'm just just saying about. I'll just eulogise about Khabib for about three and a half hours. Yeah, Khabib. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying that the rules aren't aren't set. You know, fighters and. You know, uh, sorry, competitors don't want rules set to favour better competition. They want rules set to favour themselves. It's just the way they are. People want to win. So yeah. you don't let them choose it. You let other people on the outside who are independent, who have got, you know, that set the rules to to make it a better sport. Are you happy with the rules as, as they are now? Or do you think they're a nonsense? Or do you well, think they can be improved? Or? There's lots of things that could be done. I mean, there's always tweaks that could be needed, but there's the offside rules, the biggie. It's just such a mess at the moment. I, I, you don't even know whether anyone's offside or not, when it should be clear. if they're, you know, None of this interfering with play. If they're on the bloody pitch, they're interfering with play. They have to be. You yeah. wouldn't play an offside trap if you didn't want to catch someone offside. So you know, yeah, so you're already interfering with play because teams are playing a deliberate system to try and catch you offside. In my opinion, that was one rule that wasn't broken, and they tried to fix it. I mean, it wasn't perfect as it was, but at least it made sense, and it was clear, and it was simple as well. You could understand yeah. it. Well, most yeah. people could. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know your missus had trouble trying to explain it to you. <laughs> She was using salt and pepper pots and everything, <laughs> yeah. and, and the tea and the teapot came out. It was, uh, it was oh, brutal. I've I've done that so many times in caps and that with mates where you've had all the <laughs> the condiments lined up. Don't lie, Tristan. You haven't got any friends. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it sounded <laughs> you've got good. Imag- you've got Imaginara and Invisabla. That's your yeah, friend. Yeah, None of these like listening knew that, so I could have fooled them there if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> right, as I say, we're going to do a uh, VAR podcast um, in the next couple of days, so we'll go into uh, the uh, developed uh, and at length. We so, might need um, to leave it a bit longer for you to do your research and actually understand <laughs> some of the, what it is and that. Like, <laughs> the problem is you have to read and. Uh, well, you can't, that. can I've, you? Well, I've just learned how to do my shoelaces, mate. So reading's like next week or the week I'm after. I'm impressed. I never thought you'd ever learn to do up your shoelaces. You always had Velcro shoes when I saw you. No, or sandals, mate, when I saw you. It's the last time I saw you. 
That's well, how much you take notice of me, eh? Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, mate, let's move on to uh, Liverpool-Southampton, the post-mortem. Um, so after a round trip of 4,000-plus miles, we had two days of training, and uh, we beat the Saints 2-1. Not ideal preparation, but we got the job done. Yeah, they just looked a bit tired, didn't they, and leggy. And they they definitely played within themselves to try and wear Southampton down. Mate, to be honest, that first half was was pretty abysmal. We should have been two down before uh, Mane uh, scored at the end of the first half. But we win. That's the that's the point, isn't it? I mean, Adrian made a good save, but that's what he's there to do. Yeah, it was a it was a wonder save. If you, uh, I thought I thought it was a wonder save. Uh, save. The um, Shea Adams should have scored, um, but with a header. But you can I'm see not, why he's not prolific. Yeah, I'm not convinced with him at all. I think they might need a better striker there. They should have started with Dings, in my opinion. Glad they yeah, did. Um, yeah, yeah, because he. Uh, we're going to come back, to, uh, come come to him in a bit with that um, horrendous uh, howler, sitter he missed. Um, but I thought Adams, uh, Shea Adams, was a nuisance all game. He, he kept us yeah, uh, but, honest. Yeah, but a nuisance. You know, Shane Long was a nuisance, but he was still crap. He was just yeah. a nuisance. Yeah, he was just annoying because you knew he'd run around like a headless chicken all game. He might never do anything against you, but you always knew there's a possibility he might get lucky and trip over his own feet and head head it into <laughs> the goal or something. Like, Wasn't there a rumour that we wanted to buy him? Was that a nightmare? That was a long, was long time ago. Long, long true? time ago. Somebody did put him forward, yeah. Oh, my God. It was only wow. put forward. I don't believe there was, ever, as far as I'm aware, there was never any actual interest, but just one of the stats guys suggested him, I believe. Well, glad that didn't happen. Right, the second I half. Mean, Comley, um, was it Comley? Was it when Comley who? was there? Oh, Comoli. Yeah. Daniel Comoli. Yeah, the one who's now, he's now at Fenerbahce. No wonder they're struggling. Yeah, and he wanted, uh, they wanted Sturridge, but they couldn't afford him. Yeah, well, they've got no money. Fenerbahce have got no money whatsoever. Well, they won't have uh, if they if they're employing Comley because he'll spend a <laughs> fortune on crap. He'll just buy shit. Oh, oh, sorry. The, the dark old days, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. That going back to Southampton game. That's that second half was a complete contrast. We woke up from our slumber and played some real sexy stuff. I thought and uh, could have been out of sight. We had uh, Robbo. Had a great chance with that crisp drive. Bobby mm. had a, 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 a great chance. Sal had a one-on-one. I yeah, thought, we could have been... Uh... I just thought they would... You know, it was deliberate policy to me. It looked like they were just saving themselves. You know, just trying not to let... You know, trying not to let Southampton get a lead. So it could go at them in the second half when, and make sure the legs didn't go. Because obviously, you know, it's been know. a long week. It's been a long week. A lot of travelling and that. And two hours of football and penalties and that. That was a very dicey um, way of uh, playing, if you ask me, because they what were all over the first half. But what else can you do? You've got no legs left. You know, you've come back. You come back early hours in the morning. You've yeah. had. You've only yeah. had like one day's t- one day, and then you're off again yeah. to Southampton. It's a long journey again. <sighs> yeah, again, that was a nonsense uh, playing that Chelsea game. Well, yeah. I, I could understand that, but why didn't the you know the the Premier League knew when the fixtures were set up that Liverpool and Chelsea were playing that game? They knew there's a possibility of it going to extra time and penalties. Why not just make them both play on the Sunday? 
yeah, it was a foolish, uh, foolish decision. Um, we really did make life difficult ourselves with uh, Adrian and that calamitous yeah. error. Oh God! And he nearly did it. That was his second attempt at it as well. That was the worrying thing. <laughs> was it I like just, he did um, it once and then did, thought, "Oh God, I better not do that again." He did it in the first half and then he did it again in the second, but just made sure this time it went in. It's like, oh. Oh my God! I thought we were lucky in the first half when he messed up that um, uh, that back pass. Oh my God! But the second one, they got the second one. But um, he did make a brilliant save from Matip as well, though. To be fair, <laughs> but he's obviously—he's. Uh, he, I think it's a carbon copy of uh, Allison, like Klopp said. Allison yeah. made these uh, these mistakes early on in his career, and, and he's not done too badly. Hey, it happens, and anyway, you know, it's a goalkeeper's life. They make a mistake; it it almost always ends in a goal. It's just the way it is. And the good thing is, he got out of the way and we still got three points. So He made some brilliant saves as well, let's be fair. He did save us. So, uh, yeah, the Danny Ings miss. Oh, my God, at 2-1 with seven minutes to go. How did he miss that? I've no idea, but I'm grateful to him. Maybe he didn't want to score. Agent, <laughs> Agent, Agent, Agent Ings. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, let's get let's get to the uh, player ratings, mate, for the Southampton game. Um I gave uh, Adriana six out of the, uh, out of ten. Um, he kept us in the game with two wonder saves, and uh, he did obviously make some clumsy errors. Um, <laughs> I think he's better with his uh, hands than he is with his feet. Yeah, sure. he's not bad with his feet, but he's not Allison level. That's the problem. Is he's being compared to Allison? If you were comparing him to, you know, if we were sit- sitting here and saying, oh, compared to Mignolet or Carius, he'd look good. Well, we're sitting here comparing him to Allison, and you're just thinking, "Oh God, you know, it's just yeah, it's unfair." Allison's the best at what you know, the best we've had that I've you know in how many years and yeah. You think he's the best ever, don't you, at Liverpool, Allison? Well, it's cause, only because the rules are changed, and it's changed how goalkeepers have to play. We've never had a goalkeeper as good with his feet as Allison is, even. Grob wasn't as good as with his feet, and the rule changes meant that it's a big part of the game. So, I mean, Tommy Lawrence might have been just as good with his feet. You know, if he'd been given the chance, he might have turned out to be just as good a sweeper keeper. But because he was a sweeper keeper, it was a different kind of sweep in them days. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I, I actually, I thought Grobler was very good with his feet, but um, uh, he liked to dribble. Yeah, let's go back to Adrian. Um, he, uh, <clears throat> I don't think he's kicking that great, to be honest with you. No, it's just... He, he, it's average, yeah. at best. But uh, he's a backup keeper, what do you, you know? It's not, he's just not going to be great, is he? If he was great, he'd be somebody's first choice. But, to be honest with you, it's he saved us. He saved us in two games, Chelsea and um, uh, the dog just walked in, mate. Hang on. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, he, he saved us in two isn't games. It? I mean, you're married, yeah? You can't say things like that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You can't have that, mate. We're gonna get, you're going to get us into <laughs> so much trouble. Back to Adrian, mate. He saved us the last two games, and uh, that, <laughs> that did make me chuckle, mate. 
he saved us the last two games. I said that four times now. We're not, <laughs> I've um, lost cards. <laughs> let me just get the dog out. Go, come on, buddy. Let's go. I'm saying nothing. Come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> That's your best one, yeah. I give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill from here. Talking um, about yeah, this so has we... been the best we've done. <laughs> right, so he saved us last couple of games. We can't gripe. He's only going to be in goal for another few games. But honestly, um, I, I'm being too harsh on the guy. I thought I think he's been he's fabulous for what he's he's he's, he's filled a hole and he's done it really well. So I, I remember the days when Mike Cooper was the only backup we had. So yeah, I, I'm I quite happy him. with Adrian. I do as well. He scared me. Cooper man, he was playing. Uh, I went to see uh, Liverpool QPR one day, and he was in goal, and he wasn't. So yes, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he good. wasn't good, was he? Yeah. <laughs> see why he was a backup. Let's then. put it that way. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, they reckon that um, Allison's not going to be out. Uh, it's only going to be three or four weeks now, as opposed to the six to the eight, six and eight weeks. So well, it's international so, break soon as well, isn't it? Next month. So. Exactly. Yeah, but will they take him on that international break? I hope not. Well, he's injured, so he can cry off anyway. Well, they love playing for Brazil, those, uh, those yeah, boys, don't true. they? true. Yeah. True. Well, all right, mate. Well, um, next was uh, Trent. Uh, I think it was a bad day at the office for him. I think nothing went right offensively or de- defensively. Uh, I think he'll very, very rarely play that poorly again. I just thought he looked tired, even though he wasn't, you know, he couldn't have been. Um, I, I, I'm assuming he was just playing within himself, you know, trying to be careful. And he was just yeah. caught out by the way they played as well, didn't help, because they kept pulling, you know, they kept pulling out into his area all the time, their attackers. Worked on him right, and Matip, yeah. didn't they? Constantly. Yeah, they they could see a weakness there and they, uh, they went for it, you know, they smelled blood. But um, as I said, he's, listen... Some of the stuff he's done for us last couple of seasons, he deserves his, he deserves a bad oh, day. Can have an off day. Uh, every player can have an off day. What I, what I like is that he keeps trying, he keeps going, and he doesn't let his head drop. Yeah. Might have had a bad day, but he's still, you know, most players and you know most right backs around now would probably love to have a, had a day as bad as he did. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, um, Matip. I thought he was fairly steady. He had, he got the jitters later on. Um, was that the game he started off Britain or was that last week I can't remember now was that the game he started off first 20 minutes he was sensational and then just decided to give the ball away no I know what went wrong I know what I wanted to say about him and what also annoyed me about Virgil van Dijk and why there was a discussion about captaincy remember we were down at one point we went down to 10 men while Milner was off getting treatment right Yes, you yes. remember he that went on point. for about four or five minutes. Oh, well, yeah, it went yeah. off because he had to go off and have stitches, didn't he? Yeah. Right, yeah. now you've got Virgil van Dijk supposed to be the captain, right? So he should have right. been telling the entire back four, right, sit tight now, just until Millie's back, you sit tight right. and you hold on and we just make sure we don't give it away. What happens? Right. Matty makes a charging run up the field, leaves us completely open at the back and that was how we ended up in trouble in the, You know, when they were all over us for a bit. Right. Gotcha. Why the gotcha. hell gotcha. did he gotcha. make that run? He knew we were down to 10 men. First thing you think of, we're down to 10 men, your whole position. Just sit tight. It's only going to be for a few minutes. If you're down to 10 men for good, you might think, well, it's worth taking a risk for one off. But 
Right. And it's only for a couple of minutes. You know he's just gone off to have stitches. You sit tight, you just hold on, you stroke the ball about at the back and you just try and hold on to it and see how time, don't you, till he comes back. Maybe it's because he's trying to prove a point he wants to keep in the side or, and he's got confidence now and he's the Cameroonian friend Beckenbauer. But, yeah, I get your point. Um, it's still, I, and I would have liked to have seen Virgil van Dijk as, the, you know, as he was captain on the day as well. And people keep saying that he should be the next captain. I'd, I'd have liked right. him to have said to him, what you know, to have had a proper go at him and told him to say, you know, stay back. He should have been screaming at him anyway when he started on the run because he just gave yeah. it away and you just knew it was going to happen as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we did, again, we didn't cover ourselves with glory in that first half. It was very, very poor. I think um, we didn't have any cohesiveness or any kind of uh, a rhythm or anything. So, again, that, uh, and well, for, you know uh, for a long period, we were down to 10 men, to be fair, as well as being knackered. Yeah. And you got yeah. also, yeah. the other thing is, do you not think that Milner said after he came back on, he didn't look himself at all, he was struggling? I don't think Milner had a good game per se. So I, uh, well, before, uh, it was quite early on, wasn't it? So Yeah. Yeah, I just think he came off, back yeah. on and he looked like his judgment was impaired slightly because he was mistiming everything. You know, even his passing wasn't there. You know what you I mean? He was it, struggling a bit. think it was a slight slight concussion or something? I, I just think he just got, you know, it, it, it probably... He could have had anything. Knocked his confidence. It could have just affected it. You know, he's yeah. just... You know, yeah. he's still... No, he's just sore and he's, so he's not able to concentrate properly yeah. anything. You know... Um, Highlighting on what you just said about the captaincy, I think if 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 he can um, cement a team in a place in the team, I think the Ox would be a fantastic choice for captain. Yeah, a lot of people said that, and I quite like the idea of it. Apart from the fact he just doesn't stay fit enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's for a later date. And I think Henderson's right. a great captain anyway, so I'm quite happy with. Yeah, him. let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not. Um, let's not give the job to somebody else while there's an able guy. Uh, able guy doing yeah, it. Exactly. At the moment. Um. As yeah. So let's get to Virgil. Uh, I. He wasn't as good as normal, obviously. Um. Again, he's loud and off day as well, I suppose. Ah, he's still getting it together, and it's early days. You don't mind him struggling a bit early on. As long as they come, you know. As long as the results are coming, and then they get it together in time, like. But he doesn't. Need, Klopp yeah. needs to stick with a back four. So back, Which is, back two. I mean, at least you know what I mean. He needs. To, I don't care whether it's Matip or Gomez. He plays alongside him, so long as he sticks with him for a bit, just to get him settled right. in. Right. <clears throat> Once okay. everything's settled down, then you can start. You know, if need be, rotating when there's tired legs. That's different when everybody's settled in. But to start with. You just need to get the back four settled straight away. That's the important thing. Because that, that was the hallmark of our the Halcyon days under Paisley Dalglish. Um, was the uh, Fagan was the uh, uh, settled back four and a settled midfield actually. And a settled attack. He didn't really change much. Yeah, it, it was just yeah, like, it was right, just yeah. tweaks. He didn't do rotation then, days. Yeah, it was just injuries. If uh, anybody got injured, you'd change it, yeah. Or suspended, that okay. was it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Robbo, I gave him a six. Oh, sorry, I gave Matip a six. Oh, yeah, we have Virgil a six. I gave Trent a four. I gave Matip a six. Virgil a six. I don't think Robo Trent was six. that bad. I'd have given him a five. Yeah, well, 
He just uh, didn't really have a bad. He didn't have a negative effect on the game, and he didn't have a. I thought you know he got he got caught a few times. Uh, they ran in behind him a few times. I thought so. Yeah, but then he was score. getting forward, affecting the play on the other end. So. And a couple of, I mean, Salah chased back and covered for him once, and just it's always good to see that your forwards cover him when they're caught out and stuff. Yeah, but he's doing, he's do, that, he's he's added that to his game, Salah. Anyway, so he's just doing what he should be should be doing. Mm-hmm. I gave uh, a Robbo a six. I thought that he was better than Trent. Um, he showed desire in the second half, and he was unlucky not to score. It was a good save from their keeper. Yeah, uh, if his crossing done. had been at the races, he'd have been definitely he'd yeah. have had a good game. But he just he yeah. wasn't quite hitting them right, was he? Yeah, it was disjointed performance first half. Uh, yeah, I, I, all, that, all, all of them were. I mean, they were tight. Yeah. He's, he's just run himself yeah. into the ground for 120 minutes or whatever he played. I can't remember. Didn't play? Did he play all 120? What Robbo? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. I thought he um, did, but he, you know, my age, you have to check. And you got what was I going to say to yeah genie next genie um, Mr Versatile he played in Fab's position against Chelsea but um, in front of the back four but um, again he failed to impress against Southampton um, again he got more into it into the second half like they all did yeah it's not for me I just don't think he's suited to that role he can do it but it's it doesn't allow him to play to his best and Fabinho's so good there. Just seems a waste you to put... have anybody else there, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, but Fabinho couldn't walk after the Chelsea. Oh game. yeah, I get it. I understand it, and yeah. I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. Like, and at the end of the day, yeah. like I'm saying, it's just the three points is the only thing that matters. But it just Absolutely. you're always comparing someone to Fabinho when yeah. they're doing the same role as him, and it's just it's just not that as good. That's all. Yeah. I mean, um, you prefer him in the more advanced role, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like him yeah. when he actually makes runs forward rather than tries to just sit back in and protect. Right, and that that's the that's the cater role, really, isn't it? Yeah, but Ginny can do it just as well. It was what he started his career as. He used to play that and on the wing. In PF, at PFC, a PSV. Yeah, when I when I first yeah. saw him, he was a little kid. He was a kid. He must have been about seventeen, eighteen. He was playing. Might have even been. He, I can't remember what it was, what match it was. He was playing, but he was playing. And he played on the wing, and he was just really skillful and charging yeah. forward, charging. And I thought this lad's got something special. This could be a real special player here. Yeah, yeah. But he's never really quite lived up to what I thought. You know what I thought he would do. It's quite disappointing, really, when I have seen him since. And then other times you know. watch him, and he's brilliant. And you just yeah, think, last season he had a. I think he had a wonder season last season. I'm still think I still don't think he's reached the potential that I saw in him when I first saw him. But that's how good so he think, could be. I still think, think he plays within himself. You think that he's got the potential to be a worldie? Could have been. Yeah, I think it's a bit late now. Okay. He just he okay. doesn't seem to have the confidence in himself. Is what how I see it. Because he can do it all, but he just doesn't seem to think he can. You've got to cajole performances out of him. Yeah, I mean, you watch him in the box. This guy's a goal scorer. I've seen him score goals. You know, you've seen him score goals for fun. And then another yeah. time, he just looks like he couldn't score in a brothel with a fistful of 50s, you know? That's if he's hanging out with you. But um, let's get on to Milner. 
Um, he was hanging out with me. He wouldn't have a fistful of fifties. <laughs> um, Milner, I think it wasn't his usual blood and guts performance, and uh, that you come to expect. But I think none again, none of them covered themselves in glory first half. So. There you go. And he got injured as well, so that didn't help. Yeah, I, I do think that affected him. Just Even if yeah. it just slightly just put him off his game a bit. Yeah, OK. Um, the Ox, I was surprised he started, to be honest, after the Chelsea game. Um, I thought he'd be dropped, but he had a very lacklustre opening 45 minutes. And, uh, do you think so? Stamped, I, I, I thought so. I thought so. he'd stamped some authority in the game uh, in the second half, but uh, first half, I didn't think he was... I thought he was decent. He was getting about the pitch, protecting the defence, covering the spaces, working back. I didn't think... He didn't really get on the ball and do anything, but then like, we didn't really get much of the ball to do that with. Fair enough. I I just don't think he was effective in any area. I thought he was really really impressed with him, to be honest. Who's the football expert, uh, me or you? Well, it's certainly not you, so let's just... (laughs) Let's well, just leave we'll it at that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Yeah. Uh, Salah. Um, I thought he was on the periphery, uh, uh, but he still managed to produce a couple of world, outrageous pieces of skills, and he should have scored that one-on-one, but on the periphery, I didn't think he had a great game either. I yeah. gave him a five. He did. I think I would have given him a six myself. It wasn't his, his best performance, but then he just played 120 minutes. He's not had a break. You know, he come back from the Afcon. He's not had a break. Yeah. Like Mane, you know, they've not really had a rest. They've come in and they've done brilliantly, in my opinion, to just manage the 90 minutes, 120 minutes, and then 90 minutes in Salah's case because Mane didn't obviously start the first one. So why wasn't there wholesale changes made then? I mean, if that's the case, if they're leggy and they're tired, why didn't the Brewsters or the Origis or the Shacks how do come they in get and play? The, how do they get match sharp unless you keep picking them? Yeah, but if they're tired and they're not going to have an effective game, why don't you play... Because you still need to get them match sharp. And the only way they do that is by keep playing. They've got a week off afterwards, so... Right. So you don't need to worry about them being, t- you know, about them not being ready for the next game, which is when you'd start worrying. If you've got another game, you know, midweek, you'd worry them because you think, well, they're not, you know, even if they make it through this one, they're not going to make it through the next one. So we're going to have to make changes somewhere. That's when you start making the alteration. Otherwise, you try and keep the team fairly settled, try and get them match sharp gradually. And the only way to do that is play. But the, the the my I would think that the three points is means is the main the, the main priority. We got three points. I understand, but then why don't you play fresh legs instead of people who are tired? But we got three points, so we didn't need to. But we might not have done. We could have easily gone two 0 down. But in we the did. But, yeah, butts and ifs, like and all that, like. But we did, so it was the right decision. Clearly, we're going to get bogged down in semantics here. So well, I'm just saying it to... was the right decision because it worked. Clear... Yeah, with hindsight, yeah. Well, <laughs> well there's, there's only, well, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is Klopp's paid to pick a team to get a result. He got a Fair result. Enough. Well, what, what else could you want him to do? <laughs> but he may not have done, but he did. So let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, let's move on to, uh, to Mane. Um, check this out. Cometh the hour... 
Come of the Mane. See what I did there? God, yeah, I've read that about 40 times already. <laughs> Mate, the I keep getting two re- pictures with that on, you know, that on it sent to me. Really? I thought yeah. it, was, it took me ages. Coming no, up you that. didn't think of it first. Sorry, mate. Unlucky. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a little bit deflated now. But anyway, back to Mane. I uh, got them last right, season, really? the Champions League final as well, when he scored. Why aren't you sending me them? I send you everything I ever get. I feel uh, a bit. Cause, yeah, because otherwise you get, yeah, you send me everything you ever get, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> get you. I'll get you kicked out of there. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, he really is unstoppable and undroppable. Uh, he's, uh, I just fully expect him to do something extraordinary each game. You know what I mean? You run out of superlatives for the guy. When you talk about world class, I think you've yeah. got to say Mane is world class right now. I just really, really hope that Madrid don't come in from or whoever it is. Because he, he, I've got to agree with you, mate. He is world class. He really is that good. Yeah, that's the that's something I would hate to lose him. He's playing so well. It's just sensational, mate. And, I, and he's doing it consistently. And what he's the... doing as well. It's not just like, I mean, he's not just scoring goal. It's the things yeah. he does with the ball, the the link up play, the passing, the, the you know the the work Off rate, the ball everything. Everything positions he gets to the off the ball running he does he gets other people in it's just it's a sight to behold it's just beautiful it's poetry in motion yeah <laughs> definitely you, Mate, missed, um, you missed out Bobby I haven't yet I've got oh. to give him my ratings I've got to give Manny my rate I give him a seven because uh, he wasn't I, I I thought he was he was great but yeah I've just God, given him a seven stingy. No, no, it's not that. It's just that I can't just give him. Stingy. I just can't give him away just because they're Liverpool supporters. Stingy. That'd be like, where's my, where's my journalistic integrity gone? So you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right now we come to the behemoth, Bobby Firmino. What a player, eh? I, um, you know how I think. He, he knits it all together. Without him, it looks a totally different animal. That front three. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm so glad we've uh, tied it down to long-term contracts because if they go, we'll get a King's Ransom for them, but hopefully they don't because these three are just gone. I was just going to say, he's the one of the three I least fear losing because I don't think he wants to go. Okay, that's that's very inspiring. uh, Well, he was the one telling Cooch not to go, that he'll regret it when he goes. He should stay, he'll be much happier, he'll win more. He was saying he was the one that wanted, you know, that was really fighting to for Coutinho to stay. So, and, and that wasn't just for, that was from an objective point of view. It wasn't just yeah. selfish. Yeah, no, that, no, that was him saying you're mate. better off here. He didn't understand, you know. He's saying you know, well settled. You, Liverpool's a great place to live. That kind of thing. So, because it just does seem to me that Alisson, all the Brazilian guys, Alisson, Fabinho, Bobby. They've really made a life in on Merseyside, and they it just seems that their their families, their wives, mm. they're invested into the project. You know what I mean? Into the culture, and into the lifestyle. You've got to remember as well, Lucas Lavis set it all in motion. Praise be Lucas when Lavis. he was there. Yes. 
yeah. He he did a hell of a lot. I mean, he persuaded how many players to join, but as well, he you know he was the one that got them all into a community spirit, like with the other you know. Wow. So I mean, he's done a lot for the club. It's got to be said. The legend that is Lucas Lever, who was Player of the Year at Lazio last season. I know, of course. That's so good to Amazing, him. Yeah. So good. I'm what really a... pleased with him. I was uh, I was at the game uh, at Anfield, his last game uh, for us, and he was the guy was in tears, mate. It was uh, very emotional, very emotional. Loved the guy, so much stick that guy got for no reason whatsoever, mm. and he never had any. You know, he had no ill feeling towards people at all. No, he, ne- he nice never guy. had a bad word to say about anybody. Yeah, great guy, love him. Right, so um, let's move on to the. Uh, Liverpool Arsenal preview. Yeah. We have uh, we've had a whole. We're probably we're going to have a whole week to train for this game. Um, hopefully, we see a different Liverpool than what we saw against uh, Chelsea and Southampton. Well, they've got no excuse to be tired, have they? <clears throat> no, they've had a week in their own bed. So hopefully, uh, uh, that uh, the performances will improve. Uh, Klopp have having for a week coaching. Um, I, I and let's face it, they are. A, I mean, I think they're they're still pretty dangerous with um, Alba and Pepe and Lacazette and Chimpero yeah, they're dangerous. Fire. But the difference is, if our defence plays to its potential, right. they're good enough to stop them. If their defence plays to their best, they're still crap. That's the difference yeah, between this. So you know, potentially we. Sh- you know, we've got an advantage there. We've got to make the most of it. That's the key thing. Yeah. be interesting to see how Sabalas does it when he's being smothered as well. Yeah, because you, uh, you said that because uh, you, you you think he's got a lot of time. He, he's had a lot of the games he's played where he's looked really good. He's had time and space to, uh, to mm. do some damage. And you think that if... Because our midfield is so t- hard-working and suffocating and we'll see what happens when he doesn't get any space. Yeah, be interesting to see. Is he another Christian Eriksen who just disappears when he's pushed and pulled? You know, when he's smothered, or will he turn out to be like a uh, David Silva, Bernardo Silva who can still make it happen? We well, won't know until about, we see him. Talking about Bernardo Silva, did you see that outrageous piece of skill against Spurs? He's, he's some player, to be fair, isn't he? Friggin' hell! How how lucky is that? They they can replace. Um, David Silva with Bernardo Silva. That's just well, it's not really luck, is it? It's being able to get in at the right time and buying them. Fair enough, yeah. And uh, right back to uh, Liverpool uh, Arsenal. They they've got that uh, they've got a centre back pairing of uh, Socrates and Louise, uh, which I thought was a curious signing for them. Um, I, I, he was cheap. Maybe that was it. Um, Do you know what? Know. You had me confused then with Socrates. I was trying to think around who the hell Socrates was. You mean Socrates? <laughs> Socrates. What was his name? Was it? So- <laughs> Socrates or something? It is pronounced. Socrates. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 You know me and pronouncing. I was thinking, is they signed an old Brazilian or something <laughs> with the headband? Is he the one yeah. with the head? No, he's not. Uh, he was the one with the big, big throw, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. What a player he, he was! was eh? class, well, we but he wasn't a defender. I really hope he's playing for him because that would be amazing. We'd, we'd score ten. Yeah, especially if he was playing <laughs> at the back. Yeah. So, uh, what's with the Louis signing? Uh, um, Emery understand. loves him. 
for what position is. though? Midfield, defence. Uh, I I just know Emery loves him and he wanted someone to shore up the defence. Uh, I assume he was the cheap option when they couldn't get the ones they wanted. Well, they got they got the guy and they uh, the French guy and they loaned him back, didn't they? Yeah, but uh, that was part of the deal. That was the only way they could get him. So, so maybe Luis yeah. is just a short term option to keep them going till next season. I don't know. It just seems just seem odd. But yeah, but yeah was, let, it, was it a pay? Was it a payday for Luis? I mean, why would you leave? Because he wasn't going to play for Chelsea this season much. Is that? Was that known to him? Yeah, Lampard had told you know wanted to go with um, who's the one out in Rudiger and uh, yeah, and Rudiger, I forget Rudiger. I can't remember whether it's Zuma or Christensen. He wanted to go with uh, anyway. He and Tamori he likes as well a lot. The lad okay. he had on loan at Derby last season, so right, okay. you know it's so Luis might not have even got a game. <clears throat> he was only going to be right. a backup. So. so. Yeah, I can see his Fair thinking. Enough. Yeah, I can understand the move then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what would your team be for Arsenal? I'd just like to see it settled down. So keep the back four intact and the goalkeeper. Obviously, we don't have a lot of choice there. To be fair, um, who would you? Who would you? We we know what the, the who the goalkeeper and the fullbacks will be. Wingbacks. Who would you? Uh, who would you pick alongside uh, Virgil? Well, I'd stick with what we had. So, um, Matip, who started, so I'd stick with him. I know, yeah, it, because you just want to get them settled in now. That's the thing. Yeah. Don't yeah, keep chopping and changing. Just settle in. He should have, you know, once he'd picked Gomez for the first game, he should have stuck with him from then on, in my opinion. But, yeah. But Klopp is a central defender, right? Yeah, he knows don't. better than anybody what positive centre back pairing, a consistent centre back pairing You'd brings think, to a team. You? So why is he yeah, but why is he chopping and changing then? I I just don't understand it. I don't know what this the thinking is, but I mean maybe Gomez was well maybe he just wants because he wants to use Gomez as a right back to rest Trent. So Yeah, and then he decided to stick with Matip after that. Because he kept him in Fair last enough. week. Maybe that's you know, last weekend like so I just I don't well, know. Maybe. It doesn't make sense to me. I would have just whichever one went in for the first game has to stay in, in my opinion, until it you know until they need to be rested or get suspended or injured. Right. Okay. Um, midfield. <clears throat> Who would your midfield be? Hmm. See again. I'd like to just keep the settled side and let them play, but Fabinho has to start, doesn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, he's a shoe-in. Um, what's happened with Cater? What's going on with him? Is he injured? Is he was he, injured. Is he... Yeah, but how long is he out for? Or Oh, he's only got a short-term injury. So he could be available. He available. I can't remember. I have to check, and I don't really want to do that right now because obviously we had so many technical issues with that. I'm afraid to open a browser window <laughs> or anything. <laughs> case, it, case it docks the connection off again. Yeah, no so, worries, mate. Um, yeah, so, okay, I, so but I remember it was a short-term injury, and it, if I remember correctly, but I mean, you know, I haven't looked for a while, so I might be wrong, but I'm sure I remember him being passed as potentially, you know, he'd have to be looked at during the week yeah. to see whether he'd yeah. be fit to play. But I don't expect well, him to start either way. I think it's really unfair that um, he's been... Um, 
classed as a sick note already. And I don't think it's true either because I was reading an article where it's saying that he actually isn't a sick note. He's he he's played a lot of, a decent amount of games for Liverpool. It's just a fallacy. Well, people just look for things to have a dig at, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you think or moan about for, or... Yeah, yeah. Fabinho, um, would you, uh, Fabinho, uh, Genie, Milner. And it's got to be Henderson. You got to have the captain. Yeah. I know he missed out yeah, last. Okay. I, I know I'd, I've just said about settled sides and all that, but. You know, the captain's yeah. fit enough. The only reason he was rested is because obviously he played against Chelsea. No, he didn't, did he? Fair enough, yeah. He? he did play against Chelsea, yeah. yeah. i get confused. Yeah, he came on as a substitute against yeah. Southampton, didn't he? That's right. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he'd so be fit, you, you know, he'd be fully fit. He'd be the starter. Fab, Hendo, and your next uh, final piece in the jigsaw? This is the one. I, against Arsenal. I'd start with Ox, you know. I'd keep him in. Against Whoa. Arsenal. Yeah, Because you imagine, because yeah, yeah. he, like, he'll be up for that. Oh, will he? Yeah, God, he will, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great, uh, that's a great point, actually. Um, a fab Hendo Ox midfield would be, uh, would be something. Yeah, it looks a decent balance in there, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah, and then obviously the uh, three amigos up front. And, I, I uh, don't even think we need to discuss that, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Well, why would you change yeah. him, you know? No, mate, you can't. All right, mate. Um, all right, let's get down to. I know you're not you're not into predictions, so uh, let's just keep our fingers crossed for a win. And yeah, uh, yeah don't please don't uh, make predictions, please. Yeah, no, 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 and then. Carry on the uh, uh, with three points. Okay, so um, some transfer news, mate. Lovren's uh, transfer to Roma has collapsed. What was the reason for that? Um, I don't actually know off the top of my head. Last I heard, he, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't really that. wasn't like he was desperately pushing for a move, and they were just trying to entice right. him. So, I think it's it's prob- it'll be just personal terms that one. And payment Got terms as well, because Roma aren't the uh, the most reliable of payers. So, gotcha. And he's on uh, he's on circa hundred k a week. At, uh, exactly. Liverpool, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Personal terms. They don't. They wouldn't. They didn't want to pay him that much. That's that's one hundred percent. They wanted him to take a pay drop. So. I mean, oh, and that's right. I think he. I think he wanted to uh, get round it by. They wanted. He wanted a higher signing on fee. So he'll mm. take lower wages, but he wants a t- sign on fee. So yeah. Um, he's been linked to a season-long loan to uh, Bayer Leverkusen today. Any thoughts about that? Uh, I, you know, I, as I know, I'm torn on whether I... If it, if it suits him, I'm happy for him to go because like, he deserves a chance. Because starts elsewhere because he's become a bit of a butt of jokes and stuff for too many people who only remember certain things, like when he has a bad game. They never remember how many times he plays well. They just remember the Spurs game because he had a stinker. You know, they forget about things like his wife and kids being taken hostage and threats from that Croatian gangster or whatever he was and all the problems with the Croatian FA and stuff. They forget about all the stuff that's affecting him and they just remember that he's made a couple of mistakes. You make a a salient point, mate, because he's a very... I remember during the World Cup... uh, 
I, w- I was in uh, Croatia, and they were t- they were saying that Jesus, get he... around a bit. <laughs> Phileas Fogg. Um, he he says he they say, they were saying to me that every day during the World Cup he went to see the psychologist for an hour or two. Mm. He's a very he's he's very um, he's a. I don't want to say he's emotionally unstable, but he's a real confident type of guy. Mentally fragile and is what they call it. Really? Okay, thank you for that. Um, um, for correcting me. But he, he, they said that he's a psychologist. And, and, and again, um, like you were saying, there was a, something to do with his partner. There were some issues there. And again, with the robbery. So um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in his head. And, I mean, everybody has issues, you well, know what I mean? I mean, we remember his childhood as well. Not being funny, but, like, he come from a war-torn country. And wasn't he, inf- wasn't he a refugee from the war, like? can't remember now. I remember there's a, some story, because I remember reading it. And he suffered, I mean, you know? I mean, that's really going to affect you when you when you when you every day you see as a kid people blowing each other up and tanks blowing buildings up and your family and friends dying all over the place. I mean, surely that's got to affect you somehow later on in life. That that in your in your unconscious, it's got to be dormant somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not going to make it easy for you, is it? And let's face it, he's not a bad player. He can be really good on his day. I remember that. Well, I mean, remember one game against Everton when he absolutely hammered Lukaku, just bullied him out of the game, and then another time he he, he just couldn't cope with him. It's, it's just odd. Mate, I I I hope uh, from a selfish point of view, I really hope he stays because uh, if we have a crisis, a defensive crisis, having Dejan Lovren playing for you <laughs> isn't a bad thing, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm I'm happy either way, as long as he gets the best for him. I'm not really absolutely what's best for him. If he go, if he wants to play regular football and he leaves, he goes with my blessing. Yeah, but I'd rather have him. All right, mate. Let's talk about um, the one everybody wants to talk about: uh, Philippe Coutinho uh, going to Bayern on loan. Uh, for this season, from what I gather, it was an eight and a half million dollar, eight and a half million pound loan fee. Uh, which is way cheaper than what English clubs were quoted. Bayern are going to pay his all his wages, which was uh, two hundred grand a week. Um, was he offered to us? He was offered to everyone. There wasn't exactly a lot of people lining up though to be you know to sign him. So, is that because of Philip Coutinho, the player, or is it because? I think the figures were the transfer amount. I mean, well, the loan amount was you can't total. But you can't it, split it them apart because if he yeah, if it, he's good enough, then it wouldn't matter how much they're charging. Right, but it was forty million pounds for a nine-month loan you, deal. Surely, you, uh, you, you've that. got to remember that that includes his wages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah, they're quoting the big gonna... figures, now check what Bayern are paying. To just do two hundred thousand times how how long is he there for? Not uh, nine months. Yeah, but that's times four and times because obviously so it's eight hundred. So that's that's seven. That's over seven million just on that alone. Right. On his salary, now, well over seven million, and that's not so counting bonuses or anything like that. So why didn't the English clubs take a risk on him then? If Bayern, why are Bayern taking a risk Spurs on him? Spurs were keen, but 
you know, they just didn't because Ericsson's still there. So you think he'd have been a Spurs player if Ericsson had gone? I think he would have. He, he was the option they turned to. It wasn't their first choice. This is the thing. He's just well, not. Good. He's just not as good as people think he is, and that's what the problem is. Is that he's not that high? You know, he's shown himself to not be as good as people thought he was when Barcelona came on board him. He's not good in a particular system, or just period. He's not that good. He's just not that good. He's a good player. He's just not a great player. You know, he's just a level below where people thought he was. And so instead of being a hundred million pounds worth, he's not. He's a sixty million at most player. Maybe forty million even. He's just I mean, would you take him over Madison, for instance? James Madison or Leicester? I certainly wouldn't. Right, yeah, no, I get that. There's a big clamour for Madison at the moment. Everybody's hot for him. Yeah, but if you wanted to, you know, if somebody said to you, you've got £60 million to spend, do you want to take yeah. James Madison or Philip Coutinho and, uh, you know, that'll cost you £60 million. which would you take? I'd take Madison all day, every day. And that's the problem, he's in a, you know, he's got himself priced out of the market by taking the money at Barca. I can see why we didn't take him back. We have a plethora of midfielders. He doesn't fit into the system anymore. I can see why we didn't take him back. Well, we but improved I don't see without why... him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 granted, we did. And that's why I can see why we didn't take him back. But I don't see why others didn't. I mean, I don't see why others didn't take a gamble on him, mate. Because I don't think he's that bad. But it's not that good either that you pay out £200,000 a week on him. I mean, who Why really did... needs a player that can do... What What can he do? What position does he play? Well, he plays on the left side of midfield as a number 10. He's a creative midfielder. As a number 10 or on the left side of midfield, which? In in the central midfield, he creates and he can play on the left side of midfield. But he can't, no. He, he doesn't trap back. He doesn't really create much. What he does is the odd now and again he'll he'll get the ball he'll beat a couple of players and then he'll shoot and that's it. That's all he does. I the only time he ever passed was when it was Firmino when he played for <laughs> us. He'd pass yeah. to Firmino yeah. if it wasn't Firmino there he'd just shoot. Yeah, yeah. He Klopp came out and said we couldn't afford him. And he's right. Well, we don't need him. That's the thing. We don't need a player like no, that. Where we would don't. he play? And, and yeah. you look at any other team in the country, where would he play? I mean, could you say, let's drop down a bit. Let's look at Wolves, say, for instance. There was, what, seventh right. last season? Right. Can you see, where could you, he play in their system? You, you, well, would you, you replace Neves? You... Would you replace Moutinho? Would you replace no, Dendonka? No, no, no. no, none of them. are. They're all better players than him in their system. In their system, right. But I, I, I can see how he could have got into the well, United Well, he's not as team. good as Never. Well, I mean, you know, what, you're going to play him alongside Pogba? Why not? Because you'd just be overrunning midfield every single game. We'd have the Scottish kid, my kid my, McTominay. My kid, sorry, yeah, he's, McTominay in there. Yeah, yeah. But what's he going to? He's going to cover the entire midfield on his own. 
well, you got Pogba there. You can do some work. You got Mc, but he doesn't Scottish do enough, up. and nor does and nor does Coutinho. So that means McTominay would be left doing it all on his own, and that was the problem they had last season. <laughs> he does it now uh, anyway. Well, yeah, but at least now they're not paying two hundred thousand to Coutinho. Fair play, yeah, yeah. No, you so just, you're... if you're paying that kind of money, you expect him. To, you expect to look at him and say, "Oh, he'll go straight in in that position." If he doesn't, then he's right. not. Then he's not worth the money. You've it got was to... worth it to. It was worth it to buy him because they're rebuilding. Yeah, well, they needed a player, and they've got him on a loan to buy. And it's 120 million. If he, uh... sorry, my mistake. I think it's 105 million. Yeah, 120. Something it, like it's that. It's not. It's not an obligation either. It's only no. an option. You to buy it. So they, they, yeah. Well, he'll do all right there because it's an easy stroll of a league for Bayern, isn't it? I why know people did he, refu- people why did he refuse? That, why did he refuse to go to PSG as part of a possible Neymar uh, uh, transfer? Well, nobody really wants to play for PSG, do they? They're a shambles, aren't they? It's not just that. I mean, you know, you're playing in the French league. It's the backwater. It's, there's only PSG, and it's just like, at least in in the Bundesliga, you've still got RB Leipzig and uh, um, Borussia Dortmund to give you competition. Like, you know, yeah, you've got yeah. a chance of being competitive in Europe. PSG yeah, are never going to. I mean, they're not, they, they've even lost in one of their games already this season, PSG. Yeah. Um, I think Tuchel's uh, on his, uh, uh, his P45 is going to be coming soon. I'm shocked he's still there, to be honest, because I'm not convinced he's that good. You didn't rate him, did you? You didn't even no, rate him. No, um, can't yeah. Ligos, as he's shown. Yeah. yeah, and he's got one himself as well, to be fair. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why he can't handle yeah. them, because he's too full yeah, of himself. He... He needs to leave that ego at the door for sure because he'll never he'll never succeed. Well, I don't know. It never right, stopped mate. Sam Allardyce, did it? It never stopped him winning everything with Real Madrid. Oh wait, oh sorry. One minute, one minute. What? <laughs> I was being sarcastic because <laughs> he's oh, right. the biggest <laughs> ego I know in football, isn't he? I should say it never I stopped mean, him winning everything, did it? And then, oh yeah, he didn't. <laughs> Uh, so you have to explain your wit and your banter. To Sorry, me. mate, uh, it goes over your head. I forget anything. Intelligence just wasted on yeah. you. <laughs> um, Can you bring the dog back in and I'll talk to him instead? <laughs> <laughs> what did? Um, how many? How many? Get him to explain it to you. What's his? What's the dog's name? Gatsby. He, he speaks French, you know. Why? I taught him French the other day. I don't believe hey, listen, that because many... you can't speak English, let alone <laughs> French. What, how many games did um, uh, Allardyce, uh, Allardyce's uh, managerial reign for England? One, One game, was it? Yeah, but he got 100% record, to be fair. Did he, he won win every the game? game. He won every game in charge of England. There's not many men that can say that. That'll be a pub quiz one day, won't it? Question. Yeah, I'm sure it probably is now. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Um, Danny Sturridge uh, signed a three year deal with Turkish side. Trabs on sport today. Uh, want to get your thoughts on that? And what I want to get your thoughts on, uh, yeah. more pertinently, is that no marks. Simon Jordan, uh, the ex-Crystal Palace boss, what he yeah. said about uh, Sturridge. And I'll quote you here. He said, and this is just some of the nice stuff he said about Sturridge. It was a, 
a more in-depth uh, interview said uh, article. He said, I think the conventional wisdom in the game is that Daniel Sturridge is a troubled problem player. He's a very, very talented footballer, but he's a device, divisive influence. I just, I just want to know how he knows what the uh, thinking is within the game. He's not in the game. He never has been in the game. He was always on the outside. Nobody told He was a joke. He was a laughing stock when he was in football. So who's telling him this? You know, how, how does he think he's the fountain of all not fount of font of all knowledge? Even the guy's a no I've, mark. I've heard some really snidey things in well, my was, time, but I think this is really this takes the biscuit. This was, is so. He was saying about his so, uh, his attitude, you know, his um, what effect he'd have on the youngsters, and yet we know full well from what uh, Square Tomato said about Joe Gomez has said about him that he works, yeah. you know, he did a lot for to the youngsters at Liverpool. So where the hell's this crap come from? Then he's a problem to have around youngsters. I mean, it's so it's such a pathetic, insecure thing to say. I don't know what agenda he's got. But, um, uh, Danny, maybe he, he refused to come for, to Palace when he was there. I don't know, but I've heard some snidey things, but this takes a bit. I just thought just it was... prick. Yeah, I just thought He's it was very... I thought it was, Glory-seeking yeah. no, I, prick. He should stick to the sunbird. Yeah. I mean, and stay on it until, it until he, you know, fries himself or something. Fair play, mate. Can't agree more. And and you know what was classy of Sturridge? Hasn't even responded to it. You know, he just... He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't even know Simon Jordan is. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's like it. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, is you know. Yeah. Um, though Dodge really needs to work on his jokes when he announced his. I don't know if you've seen it. What's that about Turkish Studgy delight or something? Dist- oh, no. St- oh, it's no. like oh God, please just. <laughs> Oh, he announced it on his Instagram. Have you not? Seen, didn't I send you the picture? Didn't I, I send the you the link? Yeah, I, yeah well, yeah, underneath you, it, you he put a bad joke and it was bad. He's just thinking, oh, God. Well, I mean, hang on, hang on, hang on. I actually keep your messages contrary to a Oh, I automatically you delete yours as soon as, I look, as, soon as they come <laughs> in. Usually before reading them, if I can help it. <laughs> what, on the banner when it says my name? Yeah, especially the Did videos, because you... like, I just don't want to look. I'm afraid you'll of what your, they'll be. You'll get your hands chopped off there. I, I made the mistake of looking at one once and I've still never recovered. Some things you just can't unsee. I didn't even know things that big can fit up there. That was the thing. <laughs> Let me have a look. Wait up. Let me get into this. Oh, um, oh please don't do anything oh. technical because we, we already know that that's not your forte. Oh. You'll need to phone up, what was it, Best Buy? Your mate from Best Buy. (laughs) Turkish D. Stadgy Delight. Yeah. Right, that's my corny joke of the day. Jokes aside, looking forward to this new adventure. Thank you, God, for the blessing. Bye for now. There you go. That was nice. Turkish D. Stadgy Delight. It's awful. (laughs) Oh, that's so bad. You just think, oh, God, did you have to? You'd have been better just not putting anything. Mate, he's trying to just uh, endear himself to his fan, his new uh, fan base. So fair play to him, mate. Oh, it doesn't take much. Got... As long as he scores, they'll love him. Absolutely, mate. I hope he does because uh, he's deserving of it. I mean, the guy had so much. I mean, one thing uh, uh, Jordan is uh, 
uh, Simon Jordan's right about. He was, it, is, was a very, very, very talented footballer. And uh, it's, just, it, it's a case of what could have been, I think, um, mm-hmm. with Danny. And uh, I hope he has a nice swan song, you know, and I hope he, uh, hope he has a, uh, a good end to his career. Yeah. Right, mate. Um, let's finish with the uh, juicy hot gossip. It's regarding uh, Liverpool ownership. Gosh, Take it away, Mr. Take it away, Mr. Burke. Oh God, no! I've forgotten what you said. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh no, only joking. No, this is <laughs> that, this is something I mentioned on the uh, last ask the ask, ask the Ed podcast, the Joy Six. Just in case you wanted to look it up. Uh, yeah, the uh, Lakshmi Mittal has been in well Liverpool at the highest end, highest level FSG. I've been speaking to Lakshmi Mittal about um, setting up a conglomerate, cities group style conglomerate to buy up clubs around the world. You know, to, in a similar fashion to the way City Group have done it. So let me get this right: one of the richest men in the world wants to invest into Liverpool Football Club. Well, I don't know whether he wants to invest. I just know they've held talks. I can't say, you know, how they've gone or anything like that. I just know they've been speaking together about it. I do know Mittal's been wanting to get into the Premier League for a long time. Because that's what everyone thought when the uh, when the Venkis bought Blackburn Rovers, remember? They all thought it was yeah, Mittal because they were told it was Indian. <laughs> and they were gutted. <laughs> And they only knew one Indian businessman and they thought it was Mittal. <laughs> I don't know. <I> <laughs> but I just remember all the fans were getting all excited because all the reports were it's an Indian businessman and obviously all the papers yeah. were saying, oh, it must be Mittal because he's been, you know, yeah. he's desperate to buy into the Premier League. Like <laughs> The, the Venkis are chicken, ch- chicken producers or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah chicken yeah. farmers. And they gave, didn't they, play, they, they pay, you know, gave chickens to every player or something or I don't know, There's mate. There's been loads Lakshmi, of weird stuff out of him under them. But, mate, Lakshmi Mittal, if, I mean, obviously there's, it's just pie in the sky at the moment, but if that comes off, somebody, the stature of Lakshmi Mittal and the substance of the guy could be life-changing for us. It could be a real game-changer. In terms of just, I'm not just talking about transfers, uh, budget, etc., but just globally, where Liverpool goes and how it's seen and how it's perceived and, the, and exposure in the middle India and the Middle East. To be fair, I don't think they've got much of a problem out here in the Middle East. Yeah, but yeah it's monstrously big. Liverpool is. I mean, you get, you go out. I, honestly, I've had people because I'm wearing a Liverpool shirt. Like, obviously, when yeah. we play football, you know how superstitious I am. I've stopped wearing a Liverpool shirt at all now round here, except on Liverpool, you know, on games, game days, because I'm too superstitious not to wear them. But I stopped wearing them because you just can't go anywhere for five. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't go for a quick walk, or because you're out for hours. Because so many people stop you to talk about, mostly about Salah, but it's not just Salah. I mean, a, a group of Iraqis stopped me the other day just to take a photograph because it was a Liverpool shirt because they all love Liverpool, and they were telling me it's the biggest supported club in the country, and things like that, and you just get it all the time. In the Middle East, it was always... I mean, the Dubai Reds are the oldest and biggest, and, you know, the best-supported football uh, fan club in the Middle East. They're the first, was the Dubai Reds, which is a Liverpool fan group, like, so... 
Yeah, so there, there's but no the, problem in the Middle East, but India, obviously, yeah, that's a different matter. It's the big, it's the biggest emerging market as we see. So that will be absolutely life changing. That will be a China. real game changer. We could get into China because you yeah. can buy up a club there as well. Oh my God! This is uh, you've got me all giddy now, Tristan. Australia, yeah, no, they can. Buy, I mean, the thing is as well, it allows them to send out players, young players, around on loan. And right. I, well, what I mean, what City have been doing a lot of is it seems to be a way of fudging funds to get more money into the club. Right. Because of the way they oh. do swap. I mean, look at the way they ended up with that Aaron Moy that ended up at Huddersfield. Right. Yeah. He came from one of the Australian clubs and was basically given to Man City who then sold him to Huddersfield you know lent him out I think they lent him out for a season and then sold him to make a nice profit for themselves never you know but none of it actually came out of Man City's funds like how and you the word is that it's FSG have had talks with Mittal is that what you yes at the highest level that's how it was this described is, so this is Tom Werner and John Henry? I'm going to assume so, yeah. Because that's, that's as I said, it was only described to me as at the highest level. So, uh, you know, they're the highest level as far as I know. I'm assuming it wasn't LeBron James anyway. <laughs> Though Could I know he's a shareholder, yeah. but I'm sure it wasn't him. Uh, so Lakshmi Mittal is worth £7 billion. Pounds. Oh, so I, I thought he had. I thought he had more than you. I didn't realise he was cheaper than you. Ah. <laughs> Mate, this is for me. This is extraordinary because for me, it's not just about the club. We need to be more mainstream. We need to be more. Need to be more exposure globally. You know, and this would be this would be big for us. I think. Yeah. Absolutely, massive. I don't know. I'm still like one of those that I'd prefer it to be fan owned and. You know, do you uh, do you think do you I think, don't think it's possible? Do you, think, do you think FSG has an exit strategy, mm. or do you think that they just want minority? They want to be majority shareholders with a minority coming on well, investing. What they will the, have an they the will future? have an exit strategy. Well, you don't invest in something if you don't have a plan to get out if need be. But they didn't get into it as in like they're not got into it. With, it's a bit like Roman Abramovich. He didn't get into Chelsea to sell it. You know what I mean? Right. And make a profit. That's not what he's got in there to do. He's got in there because he loves football and he wanted to own a football club. Right. And, well, I don't you know, if he sells it I... for a profit at the end of the day, that'll be a bonus. Yeah. But, you know, he what he wants to do is have a, have a football club and win trophies with it. That's what it's about with him. And FSG, they're a group of lads, in essence. Obviously, they're not right. lads anymore. They're older men, like, but you know what I mean. They're a group of yeah. lads, love sports. They got together to create, a, to buy um, Boston Red Sox. They're, you know, all they want to do is they want to win things. They're not looking to sell, you know, they're not looking for a profit as such. They want to make a profit. Don't get me wrong. That's, you know, at the end of the day, they'd love to be able to sell it when they're finished with a big profit, but what they want is to win things. It's glory for them. As much as a boys club, I, I don't get me wrong, they still want to run it as a business. They want to make a profit and they want to make money off it. But the key is, it's all about the glory for them because it, it reflects on their other businesses as well. I mean, Boston sure. Red Sox winning the trophies, you don't think that helped in their other business because like, everyone in Boston goes out and spends a lot more money and they'll, you know, they'll 
if they can find some owned by John Henry, because he's the one that did it for them as they look at it, they're going to be buying from him rather than from the guy next door, aren't they? Right. Do you think FSG will own Liverpool Football Club in five years' time? Yeah, I think they're looking to double... Like, like I described it in the other podcast, I think they're looking to double down and increase the investment and spread out to other countries. Is the whole point of this the talks with Lakshmi Mittal. This isn't the first person they've held talks with in this regard either. They were talking with the Chinese group a while ago with for a similar sort of thing. What happened there? Um, well, the government changed their rules. City got in before it changed. You know, before they... Um, oh, because- when they were pushing them to get out and uh, building football. Remember, they were actually telling them, yeah, go out and invest in football and then they changed the rules, didn't they? And they stopped so they, pushing yeah. them. They were actually backing they, they them. Were, they were, it was a sovereign fund, wasn't it? They were, they, were, yes. they, were promoting, they were promoting the country of China via football. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of, yeah. a sovereign fund, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. when they stopped doing that, uh, obviously everyone who didn't get in in time missed out. And right. Obviously now it's made it more difficult for selling players to the country. As who was it that missed out on the move there this season? Because he wouldn't pay a fee. Remember they wanted was him it on bail. F- was bail, wasn't it? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you happy with FSG? I don't think any owner would ever make me hundred percent truly happy when they're not a fan. You know what I mean? They're not the fans' ownership, so. As in terms of, it, there could be a lot worse. So I'd say content is the word I'd use. You want the Barcelona model? More like the, uh, you know, way it's, because the Barcelona model's a mess. You know, with the president mm. and all that, voted in every year. Yeah. No, I don't want that kind yeah. of system. <sighs> I don't know if I want like, would be, more like what, the what, German what, ownership system where it's got to be at least 51% in the hands of fans. Right. Okay. Do you think it's feasible? Well, it's done all right in Germany, hasn't it? Do you think it'll happen in no, your lifetime? No, never. I don't think it'll ever happen. Why? Too much money involved. But it, there's money involved in the German game. It works there. Yeah, but they already had the model in place to start with. Okay, gotcha. So you think they it's too didn't have to, to buy? You know, they didn't have to buy fifty-one percent to make it into a fan ownership. If right. you had to buy fifty-one percent, that's gonna—that's a hell of a lot of money you've got to raise. And What's, you only have to look um, at the lower league teams the way they struggle to get the fan ownership funds together. Fair enough. What's um what's going on with the um the naming rights for the stadium? Oh, not stadium. The uh, uh, yes, yeah, so it was stadium rights. Was it naming rights for the stadium? It's a difficult one because nobody wants to be the one, the first one to change it. Would you? Would you put your money into that? I mean, come what? on. How many? How many people are going to buy your product? Do you think extra? After you rename Anfield in the name of your product, oh, you think there's going to be a kind of a, commer- a, a consumer backlash? 
Well, I don't know if there will be, but I don't think it's going to help them, is it? It's certainly not going to improve their status in Liverpool, is it? I mean, if Ford, say, say, sponsored it and changed it so it was the Ford Stadium, how many people are going to go and buy a Ford after that when they can just go and buy They go and buy a Vauxhall or a Toyota or whatever instead? Because, you know, you bastards, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's something like this. Who's our sponsor? The Standard Chartered, is it the bank? Standard Chartered, right? Yeah. The standard, the, the standard chartered Anfield wouldn't have a bad ring about it. Oh God, no! I hate that. You've only got to look yeah. at the way bus. That's why Barcelona did gave their um, shirt sponsorship to a charity first. Unicef, yeah, yeah, to get the fans used to the idea of having shirt sponsorship because right. they couldn't get them to accept it. They've been trying for years, and the fans would just go into revolt if it was even suggested. You know, at any of the um, right. what do you call it, the meetings. So what they did was they said, "Well, would." You know, they said to him about, uh, we'll give it to a charity. And then they did that for a couple of years. And once everyone's got used to it, having a shirt sponsorship, then it's, you know, having a shirt, you know, having the logo across it. It's not difficult to sell then, is it? Fair enough. Mate, you've got me all invested into a Lakshmi Mittal FSG uh, partnership now. Yeah, and, I wouldn't uh, get carried away. It might come to nothing, like, but still, it's interesting that they're looking at that. Now, let me ask you about this. You remember you talking about the Chinese uh, possible investment. Um, they said that it didn't go to a high level. The talks didn't ever go, progress to a high level. But these have. This has gone up to the well, top. This is the highest level of FSG have spoken about it, yeah. Right, and that wasn't the case with the Ch- Chinese, right? No, it wasn't. As far as I'm aware, right. it wasn't, no. It was more the Chi- the Chinese were the ones that were interested in that. Gotcha. Um, what? I don't. Of, you've got to be honest. I've got to say one thing. Can you really see yeah. that FSG as an American company working at? You know, they it wasn't a you know was it the right time to be getting in bed with a Chinese group? You mean politically? Yeah. Yeah, no, but that was before the trade war, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, um, but it was already, there was things brewing at the time, which is why the okay. government, you know, the Chinese government changed their... And it's also, working with the Chinese, you never know which way the government's going to blow, you know what I mean? The wind's going to blow with the government, whether they, as they've shown, they chop and change. It was a very, yeah, it was a volatile, precocious yes, kind of... volatile, uh, that's weird. Yeah, situation, yeah, no, I understand that totally, yeah. Oh, well, well, um... Let's hope something comes to fruition because I think that us going into Do you India like the idea be... then? What of a of an Indian um, uh, not minority owner? Not, not the Indian owner. I don't care about the ownership. That's irrelevant, really. I mean, you know, what difference it makes to us? I mean, the conglomerate having clubs around the world owned by Liverpool, the way City have done it. Do you not find that a little bit like it just seems? What you mean? It's a bit distasteful. Uh, uh, in terms of like it, back to the old like like rule Britannia kind of thing, like it's uh, no, I just taking think over. I just don't like it. Is in terms of they should have their own teams to support. Well, do you think? Do you think it's kind of colonialist kind of thing? Like yeah, yeah I suppose I, I hadn't really thought of it that way. I was just thinking it's like uh, it's like kind of the way when people were talking about them having uh, you know like Liverpool, Man United putting B teams in the lower leagues. I just think. You're taking away from their own teams. 
Yeah, but they have their own sovereignty. They have their own, like, I mean, with... Um, well, Melbourne City Man- aren't Melbourne City. They're Manchester City's feeder club in Australia. Yeah, but they still have their own sets of supporters. And, I mean, it gives, them, it gives, it gives people yeah, chance but it's, that they it, have I mean, before. it's like the RB team, you know, the Red Bull teams. It's just like, it's, what, you know, it's just, it feels City? wrong. City have... It, City in New York. Which New York club is it? The one New York v, City. Uh, that's why it's called New it York one, City. Yeah. Is it the one Vieira used to work for? Yeah, that's that why he got. Yeah, that's why he got the job. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but it gives people opportunities. I mean, well, if you if, what, if, what opportunity does it give them over it being New York City, who are a separate club in the MLS without any Man City backing? Just seems to give them a you know. Just seems to. I don't know. It just feels like what's happening is that it just feels like a way of giving one club extra advantages that they shouldn't have. As in, Manchester City can have all these farm clubs, and right. then I I just don't like the idea of farm clubs and affiliated clubs. I think clubs should be separate. They're clubs for the, you know they should belong to the fans. They should be separate. They should be about the fans, and that's it. You know what I mean? Things a little un- you think Not, it's unjust? Yeah, it just feels like you've got you're given. It's like the loan system. I don't like it at all. I I would ban loans if you can't. You know, shouldn't have loans. You should have a youth system to fill in if you if need be. You know, if you're short of players, put a youth player in. Why why borrow it from somebody else? It it adversely affects the competitiveness of the league they're in, because they've got an unfair advantage. I hear what you're saying, pal, and I, I honestly, it, it doesn't affect my sensibilities in any way. No, you don't I give a, want, you I, don't give a toss, do you? Let's <laughs> be honest. I've got no heart. <laughs> I just want Liverpool to be winning, mate. That's all I care about, to be honest. And I know that sounds a little Callous, bit Machiavellian. Selfish. It's Machiavellian, yeah, yeah. A bit, uh, a bit Rick, a, a bit, bit Prick Parry. Yeah, I've got, and that's, that gives me. Uh, 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 I'm going to read your article on Rick Perry now. I've been looking forward to that. I know because you kept bugging me. That's why I sat down all day and just got it done today. Yeah, so uh, I'll be reading that after after we finish here. Actually, on that juncture, um, should we call it a day? Yeah, a I night? think so. Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, not unless you're going to bring the dog in so I can have an intelligent conversation. No. What a proper podcast, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I've some, it's somebody intelligent to talk to. Well, more intelligent than you, anyway. Where is he, Gatsby? Should you really oh, call yeah. him Gatsby? I mean, yeah, because he's great. Oh God! But sake. you wouldn't know about you wouldn't know about literary icons, mate. No, you know I wouldn't. Because I mean? so it's pointless. No, it's a decent pointless writing. It's, Pointless explaining to you. If somebody doesn't think um, Christian Tarantino is a uh, stellar. No, I uh, don't. Artiste. Or Quentin, for oh, that sorry. matter. Quentin Tarantino, that's it. But he, you just, didn't does, like it. he just does you, copies you're... of other films. How is that good? What's the skill in copying somebody what, else's what? work? Copying what? He's only copying history. What? That's Kill all Bill? He's doing. Kill Bill's a copy. It's a rip off a game of death. Even gave, oh, right. even gave it a yellow suit. Every single film he's done, he said, is a, is a what do you call it? What's the word he calls it? Is a tribute, not tribute, you know what I mean. 
<sighs> Mimicry is a compliment. It's not. It's copying. It's because you're too thick to come up with your own things. It's a, it's an homage. That's the word you. That's the word. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's not an homage. Say... It's copying. Think of uh, your own you stuff. Wait a minute. Hang your horses. Wait. Wait. You didn't like Inglorious Bastards. Oh God, no. That was awful. I didn't even. I watched about ten minutes and had to switch it off because I was bored to tears. It's just those stupid speeches he has everyone making that are just imbecilic. I mean, you've got to have an IQ of about five to think he's intelligent. It's drama and suspense. But it's not. It's he, just he boring. rewrites history. He rewrites history. Badly, it's amazing. badly writes no, history. I can't. I can't. Oh, Goodbye, God caller. That. Thank God for that. <laughs> Same time next week. Yeah. Too, mate. <laughs> well, right. before that, for the VAR. That's right, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Take uh, care, mate. Love you. Bye. Right. Bye, everyone that's had to put up with this. Sorry.